Welcome to Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast. I'm Lynn Pryor, one of the hosts, and my co-host is Chris Johnson. Chris, how are you today? Lynn, I am fabulous. Um, we we talked a little earlier today about uh, our podcast and actually have figures in that people are actually listening to us. It's not just a figment of our imagination or we're not just talking to ourselves. So uh, exciting to have hundreds of people listening to us each week. Yeah. And Chris, I got to tell you, too, that and I appreciate those who just they may be emailing about something, but in the process, they say, hey, thanks for the podcast. We love it. So appreciate that encouragement. Uh, Chris and I will keep after it. Uh, but joining Chris and I today is Amber Vaden. Amber, thanks for joining us for this podcast. Well, thanks, Lynn. I'm glad glad to be here with you guys. Amber is, of course, no uh, no stranger to this podcast. If you've been with us before, because Amber serves as the content editor for our daily discipleship guide. As Chris works on the senior adult resources, Amber tackles the the uh, daily discipleship guide. So, anyway, glad you guys have joined us for this podcast. Well, we are in the second week of our study on the church God desires. And if you recall, we are looking at the seven churches that are found in uh, Revelation chapter two and three. So we're looking at individual churches uh, who uh, we know a little bit about them because of the location. So we'll talk about the location of, of this week's session, uh, which is Smyrna. But we're also talking about a, a pattern that's established here where uh, John writes to say, here's some things that Jesus knows about you, has says about you that are positive. Here are some things um, that are rebukes to the churches. And there's a unique dynamic as far as that formula in our session today. But we're just trying to remind uh, ourselves that that these things pop up in each of the uh of John's writings to the seven churches. So there is a formula there, right? Okay. There is a formula. So this uh, morning, uh, or this particular session, we're going to be looking at the church of Smyrna. So Amber, I'm going to just going to kind of put you on the spot. Tell us a little bit what's unique about either Smyrna or, or the church in Smyrna. Sure. Um, so Smyrna, last week we talked about Ephesus. Smyrna is about 35 or was about 35 miles due north of Ephesus. It's located at the mouth of the Hermas River. So it is a harbor city. Um, interestingly, it's it was a wealthy cosmopolitan metropolis uh, that was a center for science, education and medicine. So it was um, it was quite the city. It was a large city. Um, it was surrounded by farmland and then the Good Harbor. Both of those things are, you know, assets to any city. Uh, and it was considered by many to be the greatest city in Asia at the time. And so it was just a renowned center, uh, a renowned city, uh, but it was known for emperor worship and it possessed temples uh, dedicated to pagan gods. So it was, um, it was bustling. And, yeah, and I think that I think that's important to remember too, as we talk about what these Christians, the believers there, what they were experiencing, to kind of understand the cultural context, just what life was like for them. That's I think that's helpful. Yeah, as I took some notes um, and listened to what Amber had to say, that the two other things came uh, to mind. One is that there was a it was a fertile farmland. There was so there was that was that that that, that had. Um, access to free trade because of the harbor and the and the trade routes the roads um, uh, uh, around the seven 
uh, seven churches, but also that it was it had free city status um, from from the Romans. So they had a great deal of freedom uh, because of their alignment with Rome, because of the the temples built to the uh, Roman gods. Uh, that that free city status meant that they there was a lot of self rule that was a part of the city of uh, Smyrna. And unfortunately, that didn't that freedom didn't always come across to the Christians because they, as we're going to see, they did face some challenges, some adversity living in that culture. But as we think about their adversity, here's the point we're driving to as we talk about Smyrna, how this connects to us that we need not fear because like the church in Smyrna, we are rich in God's grace. We'd have nothing to fear. So we're, we're, we're in Revelation 2, as we're going to be for you know, a few weeks now. I just want to begin in verse 8, which is where the church in Smyrna appears. Uh, this was the word, write to the angel of the Lord in Smyrna, the angel of the church in Smyrna, thus says the first and the last, the one who was dead and came to life. I know your afflictions and poverty, but you are rich. I know the slander of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. And I said, what I want us to see in this first little section of these couple of verses, this emphasis again on we're rich in spiritual blessings. So uh, using that formula, I know these things about you, he says, um, I know that you are, um, that you're poor, um, but that you're rich. Uh, so it's an, an interesting play on words there. Um, um, I know your affliction and your poverty, but you are rich. Um, then he said, then another part of that formula is I know this thing about you, that you are slandered by Jews in the area. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, and, and that they would face adversity and affliction, persecution, but if they would hold on, they would, they would, uh, experience God's reward. So this is one of the interesting things about the church of Smyrna is, uh, it is one of the few churches that has uh, words of com of com of uh, commendation. Com yeah, that's the word I'm trying to say. Commendation. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> um, but no words of rebuke. Uh, he he just had positive things to say about this church. You know, to me, I thought I was reading over this in preparation, and I thought, what a what a personal message. Um, it it's. It's clearly sent from someone who understands exactly what they were going through. So it's personal. He says, I know that um, I know all these things that are happening uh, in verse nine uh, in our English Bibles. The word is poverty, uh, but the original word there is really a harsher um a harsher word in its original language. It means uh, being utterly destitute, impoverished without anything. Uh, whereas we might think of poverty as just lacking some things, the original word really meant total devastation. And so he's saying, I, I see that. I see that. But uh, my message, his message to them is a, uh, is a personal one. It's really a kind one. he says, you are really rich in Christ because yeah. he's, Referring to their spiritual blessings. Yeah, and that's amazing when you think about how destitute they were. Yet God said, "You're you're rich," and you put that in our own context. How we, and in our, especially in our American materialism and consumerism, to think of what riches in Christ means for us. Um, 
how, how have you experienced the riches of Christ in your relationship with him? And I think that's a good, good thing for us as adults just to talk about the kind of riches he's talking about here. Forgiveness, grace, contentment, even though I may not have all the physical things, uh, that true contentment I have in Christ. There are a lot of blessings we could talk about. Yeah, hope. And, and another thing, the, those spiritual blessings are eternal. So while um, we may certainly derive comfort from physical blessings, uh, at, at best they're temporary. And so he was, I feel like in a, in a sense, trying to help direct their, um, their perspective and realign their vision to what, what they really did have. Thank you, Amber, for you brought out a good point about these blessings are eternal. They're not just temporary, but they last. And so when we think about as as this letter continues about you, you are you are rich in Christ and therefore you do not need to fear what comes at you. If we look at verse 10, don't be afraid of what you're about to suffer. Look, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison to test you and you will experience affliction for 10 days. Be faithful. Be faithful to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. Endurance. Uh, I feel like his, his uh, encouragement there was one of endurance and certainly uh, understanding what they were going through and what he knew they were going to go through. Uh, his message is one of of, endur- of endurance, which I think is, is so timely and, and really a powerful one. I think that um, it's probably pretty rare uh, in the culture that we live in that we deal with that type of slander, that kind of attack um, from others. Um, and uh, for for these this group of people who had nothing to still endure and stand strong and be faithful um, is a remarkable word for us today to hear of, of uh, the importance of us being steadfast uh, in our faith in Christ. Yes. We do see more and more uh, in the media, public arenas about slander against Christians, against the church. You know, we're, we could talk all day about that. But again, for most of us, we haven't really personally experienced it. We've seen it more at a distance, what it seems to be happening in our culture. But, you know, Chris, for me, I haven't experienced that yet. Uh, But when it does, the word is still there for us. We don't need to fear because of all those blessings we have in Christ. The uh, word there for um, crown is interesting. Uh, the, it's not a diadem like a a royal crown. It's uh, it's the the crown of of the race. Uh, it's it's the victor. A, the victor. It's it's what it's the wreath that the, the victor would win um, after a, a marathon or after some type of race. So it's not a not a the, the, the crown is uh, is to the winner the one who endures uh, and it, it that that image follows exactly what. Uh, Amber was talking about with endurance and and faithfulness and and finishing the race. Mm-hmm. So we didn't we don't need to fear adversity, but at the same time, what we could do is see how that adversity helps strengthen our faith. I, again, I think that's a great dialogue 
as we're sitting with a group of adults, just to think, how does suffering, how does hardship like that work to strengthen our faith? Mm-hmm. One of the questions that we ask is um, in the senior adult um, version of, of our study is when has a difficult season strengthened your, rela- your relationship with Christ? So it, that it, hopefully that kind of question will help us to have those kind of conversations about the importance of remaining faithful and steadfast in our relationship with the Lord. Sure. Well, so if we can if we don't need to fear adversity at the same point, we do not need to fear death. So this is the last verse of this a letter to the church in Smyrna. Let everyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will never be harmed by the second death. We do not need to fear death. So that's going to create some conversation, uh, I think, in groups where they talk about what what is what is the meaning of the second death, uh, as opposed to as opposed to physical death. And I think that's something we need to be prepared to talk about. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I, I think our uh, group leaders they'll find some some helpful tools to to aid in that kind of conversation in their leader guide. Um, but we know that the second death is our spiritual death. Our uh, after we die physically, uh, if you know Christ, you you will not die spiritually. You will go on to live with Him uh, in eternity. But those who don't know Christ, they will experience the second death. So that I'm assuming that some of that will come into play if we if we think about um, uh, the end of Revelation of um, the, the that judgment judgment seat standing before Christ. Sure. And um, if, if you know Christ, if you're, if you have a relationship with him, if you've confessed faith in Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised Jesus from the dead, you're saved Mm -hmm. and you have nothing to fear when that day of judgment comes at the second death you're in, you're good. Uh, It's those who do not have a relationship with Christ who will experience the second death. Correct. Yes. I I think it, it, it's mentioned here as an encouragement just to say, you know, press on and endure because uh, there are things you don't have to worry about. And one of those is the second death. Um, you don't have to be afraid of that in the midst of persecution and slander. Uh, I feel like he was continuing to be um, continuing to give a message of encouragement and just reminders of what they do have, what their spiritual blessings are uh, in Christ. This reminds me of what Paul wrote at the end of Romans chapter eight about there's nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ that we, uh, the love of God we have in Christ Jesus, that it, it, we're, you're settled, you're secure in Christ. Now, I do think as, as you, you sit in a group with a group of uh, guys some, uh, or maybe a group of women or however your group's made up to be sensitive to those in your group that maybe you've kind of been coming to the group and listening but maybe they haven't given their life to Christ yet. Because I, what I see in this particular passage to talk about why we don't have to fear adversity, why we don't have to fear death, it's because of Christ. In this particular Bible study, as you're sitting there with folks, you've got a good opportunity just to lead someone to talk about faith in Christ. So let me just encourage you to be praying about that and be sensitive to those you're sitting around. You might have an opportunity to lead someone to faith. One of the things we're encouraging our groups to do, Lynn, is to think about uh, at the end of each lesson uh, how 
how would Jesus speak? What would Jesus have to say to our church? So just sure. like Jesus spoke to the church at Smyrna and had these words of, of these are the things you're doing well, keep it up. You're going to, you're going to face some trials and some difficulties. You're going to go through some times of testing, but remain faithful. You'll receive the crown of life. Uh, you don't have to fear judgment. So what kind of message based on the message that Jesus had for the church Smyrna, what kind of message would Jesus have for your church and for my church? So that, that's a, a way for us to think about it and to apply it. I know that as a, a transitional pastor, I know Lynn, you're a transitional pastor now, but when I first did the training, one of the first things that we were encouraged to do with the church was to read about the seven churches in the mm -hmm. book of Revelation and, and ask that question, what would Jesus say to our church? If he were writing to our church today, what would he have to say to us? And I, I I think it's timely. It is. Very good. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for that. All right. So we want to give you some words of encouragement and some helps uh, in in your work. So if you're a, a leader or a facilitator of a group, we have some things we think that will be beneficial to you and helpful to you. And I think Amber is going to take the lead in talking about that. Yeah, I would be glad to. So if you are a group leader, um, we have this thing that you can purchase. It's called the Leader Pack, uh, and it accompanies the adult uh, curriculum, the senior adult, the young adult, the daily discipleship guide. It goes with all of those uh, because it will, well, we study the same we study the same scriptures. So uh, the Leader Pack, it includes digital posters, digital handouts, and then a print poster and a print handout of each item. So it's really just helpful, practical tools. Uh, this particular seven session study, um, the church God desires, the leader pack is extremely valuable. It's valuable sure every quarter, but this one is super helpful. So for example, for today's uh, session, steadfast in difficulty session two about the church at Smyrna. Uh, so it'll include a large poster um, that shows where all the seven churches are. It will include uh, a handout of all the, the symbols, the symbolic language that's used in Revelation 2 and 3. So for example, crown of life is mentioned in verse 10. So on that handout, it's going to have just a short uh, little definition of what it's really talking about. There's so much symbolism in these these opening chapters of Revelation that it's really helpful just to understand exactly um, what is being what is being discussed. So there's there's that um, there is an interactive activity called My Battles. It's a poster you can do with your group. Uh, and then there is another one. Let's is see. it the handout that talks about the individual churches? Yes. Then there's a handout that it's just a brief little snapshot of of the message for each church all on one page. So there's several things that are, they're just really useful. What I like about that too, Amber, as you, that handout you were just talking about, in addition to the map, to realize uh, you had, you'd mentioned the beginning, uh, Ephesus and Smyrna were what, 30, 35 mm -hmm. miles apart to realize all these churches are mm -hmm. just, they're very close to each other. Yet as you unpack these each week, how different they were from one another. Mm -hmm. uh, it just and how, how what they were experiencing the challenges and so that really helps me get a good visual uh 
idea, real churches with different unique challenges, <laughs> just like today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for pointing out the value of the of the leader pack, and that's something that people can can purchase if they if they have a desire to do that. Uh, once again, we want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Hope that it has been helpful to you as you uh, prepare and think about uh, having a conversation with a group of, of believers and unbelievers about the church at Smyrna and what Jesus had to say to them. And I hope that this study has been enjoyable for you so far, and will be as we continue to study together. We look forward to you being with us next week.